we're back it's been so long that i feel like we need to just like start from the beginning i know it's been over a month but there's a caveat there because we (laughs) we tried to record from home and we're like yeah we did it we did it and then Ange tried to edit it and was like this is garbage the sound is terrible yeah it sounded like we were inside a tin can using tin can microphones and like eating yeah getting getting ourselves to our library recording studio has been a little harder but it's also just busier now so it's harder to find time because we were like yapping about it on our super famous podcast now i know i know you guys should stop booking it up because we're having a hard time yeah so we're here i'm angie she's pregnant i'm jackie i'm not (laughs) thank god yeah so today i am i think 15 weeks and five days pregnant yep and um, I can't even remember what we talked about last time. I know. It's been so long. Probably stuff about being pregnant. <laughs> well, I hope food, so. Food, blah, 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 food. Ange has fa- problems with food, food, yeah. food, food. I am feeling better. So I know that I'm on the other side of the shitty feeling mm-hmm. because before I would feel shitty several times a day. Now I feel shitty uh, one day out of like every couple yeah so it's definitely better it's Mm -hmm. much better but i've realized that being pregnant the shitty part of being pregnant at least for me is that it's just like having a hangover yeah she keeps saying that i feel hungover but i didn't even get to do the fun part of like drinking yeah i don't have the like hilarious memories to like get me through my headache it and it comes on so fast yeah i'll be just like hanging out and all of a sudden it's like headache nausea fatigue everything within five minutes and i'm have to like figure out what's going to make me feel better or just go to sleep, which is really well, difficult yeah. when I'm at work. Well, the remedies that we found so far are sleep. So having naps has been really helpful for her. I like naps too, but that's just because I'm lazy. No. <laughs> oh, I was about to say it myself too. And I was like, actually, I'm not lazy, but I just am um, a shift worker. So I like to sleep when I can because I never really get to sleep when I want to. And mostly is just like food, 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 food. Ange needs, I don't, she went through a little like, couple of days where she was really feeling crappy and she was like i have diabetes i have diabetes i still kind of think that but yeah i don't think that's because i'm crazy i think i think it's just that like you just aren't realizing how much you need to eat and that the like the quality of what you're eating needs to be really high protein good fat complex carbohydrate type things and you're not used to eating like that so it's been a real adjustment just trying to make sure we say about how i ate I'm trying to say that you are not the most like health. It's not that I you, was though. It's not that you don't. Eat I would healthy. eat salads every single day. I know, but a salad wouldn't sustain you. Now that's what I'm saying is that you're like you ate like a regular person, which is fine. But when you're pregnant, you need to eat like really high impact food. So food that's gonna like keep you full for a while because you need to eat every two hours. It's just like a fact. Yeah. So I think the adjustment of like how what you eat and how often you have to eat has been really hard for you. It has because. Like I said, I think it was a couple episodes ago. It's the last thing that you want to do. Yeah. And it's really complex. And then I just start shoving everything around me 
in my face because I can't figure out exactly what it is. So I'm like, protein. Okay, I'll have some like jerky and some egg and some cheese. Okay, vegetables. Uh, I'll have some cucumber and... Um, tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes. Um, and sugar. Okay, I'll have a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> You've been eating a lot of cupcakes. I think that's all birthday related because it was your birthday this month. Yeah. So there's been a lot of cake around, which... I don't think you're upset about it all. <laughs> no. So it's, that's difficult. Um, but we're dealing with it. We're getting better. We I are. Think just like everything, we're getting better at yeah. it with practice. It's interesting though, because I realized, and I think maybe I knew this before, but every single person who talks to you about pregnancy is only talking about it from their perspective because really there's no other perspective to have you can't you can't like generalize to all pregnancies unless you've done like research yeah and it's so it's interesting because every single time i talk to someone who's been pregnant they will say they'll say oh do you have this or have you been feeling this or wait till you feel this and sometimes i don't Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're spot on but Mostly it's such a subjective thing it's totally subjective so you can't really i mean jesus some people literally don't know that they're some people literally don't know that they're pregnant, I think, because they don't have any symptoms, which could you imagine that? I'm like, like I, I find it so hard to believe. But for some people, being pregnant is like totally fine and it doesn't feel different for them, mm-hmm. which I, I can't imagine. But I can't really judge. Yeah. And um, I'm showing at this point, which is cool. She's but I got s- the cutest baby bump. It's the cutest thing ever. And something that. else that bothers me, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. is in every single pregnancy book or blog or forum or whatever the fuck, if you look up, like, when will I feel my baby? It says, first time mums will not feel their baby until, like, between 17 and 22 weeks. However, second time mums can will start feeling it as early as 13 weeks, which means that it is possible and that you can feel it because if second time moms can feel it, that means that But it, it is a sensation <laughs> that you can decipher. Yeah, but that's... And then they say, <laughs> they usually think, first time moms think that baby movement, think, think that they're feeling their baby, but it's just gas. And the way I interpret that is like, Women You're such don't... an idiot. You can't tell between a fart and a baby. Yeah, I know when I'm going to fart. I know what gas feels like. Yeah, except that you don't. This is the this is the thing that I don't think you want to let into your brain is that Jackie, I fart a lot. The, I know that I know you do. You <laughs> fart a lot. But the point is that your organs are in different places. So everything feels different. You've got a whole other organ in you and a person inside of you. Everything's in a different spot. Everything's different and new. So the only thing they're saying, they're not saying first time moms are idiots. They're just saying they haven't felt it yet. They haven't gone through it yet. They haven't experienced it yet. But I think that it's not giving enough credit to women or to people knowing their bodies. You can't And uh, and being able to uh, be like, that's a sensation I haven't felt before or that feels different than the whatever not, happens before I let a big one rip. It's not that you don't know your body. It's that you don't know your body when it's pregnant yet because it's brand new. But you do though. Like it's been 15 weeks and I think I've been able to. Yeah, but it's constantly changing. Yeah. And I still know when I'm going to fart. Yeah, but sometimes you probably don't know if you're f- if if that pain you're having is gas or if it's like because your like bladder is in your throat. You know, it's it's not in her throat. Don't worry. <laughs> I just puke out my pee now. <laughs> anyway, I still find it super offensive. And I think that I can feel the baby. And I think I can tell the difference between that and gas. Okay. So fuck 
all y'all. Another thing I've learned is don't argue with a pregnant woman. It's a waste of time. Okay, well, the other day I was sitting watching TV and I felt like a little boop from the inside and then I poked right where I felt it and then I put my hand on my stomach and in the pretty much the same spot, something else like a little bit stronger went boop back. What was that? My farts talking to me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I believe you that you're feeling the baby. I do. I believe you. I just want to feel it. I want to feel it. You Have will. You, and I've seen those things. There's all these, f- this fucking Facebook video going around of like dads getting to feel what the mom feels thing with that like, like belly capsule yeah. thing. And I was like, oh my God, I want that. I want to feel it. I want to know what it feels like from the inside. It feels like farts. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. We had a midwife appointment. Mm-hmm. We have one every like five to six weeks. Yeah. And the last one, um... It was really short, actually. I'm surprised that they didn't have more questions for us. Well, we keep not filling out our forms for them for some reason, which is weird. But we basically, they just talk, you know, they're just like, do you have anything, any questions for us? I talked to them about gestational gestational diabetes. And I'm definitely leaning towards not bothering with the test. Um, But with the way I've been feeling, maybe we should like. Yeah, but it's way too early. They don't even do that test until 36 weeks. And I don't think the way you're feeling is diabetes. I think it's just like high caloric requirements because you're pregnant and you just like need to be better at meeting them. That's all. But okay. Why don't you explain why you think that we shouldn't get tested for GD? Well, from the research I've done, they basically say that like if you're not in a high risk bracket for GD, that there's no point in testing because the testing... What they do is they test you and then you have to eat a little differently. It's not like a huge difference. Although they do say if you... I don't know. It's I'm like, I haven't actually decided. But basically, if you get the diagnosis of gestational diabetes, that's linked to a larger baby. The instant they see that and they think your baby's going to be larger, you end up having more interventions because they're like, oh, it's going to be bigger. But there's actually no correlation between that assumption. Like they can't tell if your baby's going to be big until it comes out. There's just no way. There's no way of testing it. There's no way of measuring it. They can't figure it out. And nine times out of 10 when somebody, well, I mean, that's not the exact statistic, but essentially like most of the time when they think a baby's going to be bigger, they induce you, which is not great. Um, They induce you quicker because they think the baby's going to be bigger and they, which generally leads to um, C-sections. So it's not a great diagnosis to have. So it kind of sets you up for... However, if you do have GD, getting treated for it will reduce the size of the baby or can reduce the size of the baby. So I don't know. I haven't really decided if it's necessary, but there's also like, I I don't know. I just don't know. And I've kind of just been letting Jackie do all this research because I feel like I researched how to get pregnant. Now you can research all the, all the, all this shit. Which is fine with me. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, I think your like attention span is pretty slim right now. So trying to read these like, you know, kind of sciencey articles, uh, I think you'd read the whole thing and be like, what? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So I read it and I tell her what I think, basically. And they said, our midwife said that there's a really high rate of false positives with the test for GD. Yeah. So it's like not a really great test at all. So I don't know. I think maybe it's... And I'm not high risk because the risk factors are um, being overweight, having having a high BMI, um, not generally eating healthy. Having direct family members who have diabetes, which you don't. No. So I'm in a higher risk bracket than you are because my my mom my aunt and my uncle all have diabetes but does it matter what kind of diabetes it is? i think so because what i've 
I, I don't feel like I can back this up, but I believe that type one is genetic and type two is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. My family has type two. So, I, I mean, I already, it's already something on my radar that I do my best to try and mitigate, which is why I try not to be overweight. I probably am by like conventional standards, but definitely not compared to my family. So, yeah. And you also do things like you use Splenda and stuff. Like you're kind of being really preventative. Yeah. Well, and that's what you should be doing, right? Yeah. Is that, you know, you can get diagnosed with pre-diabetes and then they tell you like, do this so you don't get it. And that's kind of how I've always approached things. I mean, I still eat sugar sometimes, but I try and limit it. And Do you get tests regularly for it? I don't feel like you do. No. I guess they would only test you if you had symptoms. Yeah. Or if I asked, they can do a blood test. Yeah. I mean, I could go to my grandma's house and get her to test my blood sugar anytime I want. But you can have low blood sugar and not necessarily have diabetes. It's really un- unlikely. Because the whole point is that when you have diabetes, it's because your body can't regulate the amount of sugar in your body. Yeah. In your I just feel system. like when I have those moments where I'm like, oh, and I feel shaky and I can't function, I want to test my blood sugar in those moments because I want to know if Yeah, it- but low blood sugar for you just means you need to eat. Because this is the thing. But then what do I eat? Do I eat something sugary or do I eat something? You eat something that's going to, this is where the complex carbohydrates and proteins thing comes in is because um, you don't want to just like, like for a diabetic in that situation when they have low sugar, their body can't bring it up. Your body will eventually regulate it. Right. Um, But for a diabetic, they need something sugary quickly to bring it up right away. Whereas what you need is something to sustain you and have your body like be given sustenance because the baby is taking everything. <laughs> the baby's leaching everything out of you, taking all of the nutrients, all of the like energy from the food you're eating, and then you need to eat more for right in order to like make up for it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, she she's showing, but she doesn't have any other like. It's not like she's. I don't know how much we've weight you've gained. I know people always talk about like, oh, I, wa- I gained gained this much a week and this much, and and sh- and I don't weigh ourselves. So. Um, but I you think I weighed around any- like one. 38 or 140-ish really? before. Yeah. Huh. But I think I've actually lost weight like in my face. Yeah. And my arms. That's what I'm saying is that like it's all just going into your belly and you haven't gained weight anywhere and I think you're right. You probably have lost a little weight in some parts of your body. Um, so I'm not really worried about your weight gain in any way. Are you? Not right now. No. no. Also, I haven't been... I don't feel like I've been eating any like i've been eating more often but i haven't been eating in excess no no which is kind of something that was on a little bit of a concern for me i was like oh i'm just gonna start eating like a pig but that hasn't been the case yet yeah there hasn't really been any i mean the biggest issue with food is just getting enough of it and getting the right like kinds of it in yeah because you're getting really tired of peanut butter (laughs) fuck peanut butter and fuck like we started doing hard-boiled eggs which is an easy like when she's feeling really sick it's a good snack because it's really high in protein and it'll kind of, it should sustain you. And it's generally pretty gentle on your stomach. Yeah. Although the smell of it's not great sometimes. Um, how have you been feeling about advice that we're getting from people? Do you feel like it's unwarranted and unwanted and we're barraged? No, I feel like the people giving advice are generally pretty spot on. Like the people that we talk to the most about it, like our doula and our friends are pretty good. Um, I mean, I get some advice that I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, Yeah. but no, mostly people have been really cool. And like a lot of people, especially people at work are like really wanting to give us stuff, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think people just really want to like, yeah, we've been getting a lot of things lately. We got so far in our baby collection, we have a change table, 
um, a change mat. The change mat was 10 bucks or free? Free. Yeah, free. free. Um, we got a crib. Yeah, a stroller. A stroller. A play mat, a bath. A fucking are- bath, which Ugh. we left out like idiots oh, in so dumb. the dining room it's and like the cats. We forgot that we have cats. Scratched the shit out of the foam on the bottom of the bath. And I was so bummed because my friend gave it to us. And it's like a really nice, like safety first bath. And it's got like a little temperature gauge in it and everything. Fucking cats fucking wrecked it. Ugh. Yeah, so they're going to be killed. Ugh. And eaten for dinner. Maybe. Uh, Don't look tasty. And then I think, oh, we got an Ergo, like brand new (gasps) Ergo baby carrier for 75 bucks. That was sweet. Still in the packaging. I've been like crazy trolling Craigslist because I, at work, I I don't have access to a lot of uh, websites, but I can get on Craigslist. So I'm like, just like everything we want. I'm like, okay, we need a new couch. We need like, we need a chair for the baby's room. We need a rug. We need like, we need all these things or there's all these, I guess I'm nesting. Is that a thing? Can, can the SO nest? Yeah. Why not? I just feel like I want everything in our apartment to be like perfect. So that's like been my biggest time suck lately is that I'm just like Craigslisting my face off. <laughs> and I've been on those like baby swap groups. I don't know if they have them everywhere, but there's swap groups on Facebook that you can like watch and people be, post things and then you can bid on them or you can just be like, I want it. Uh, it's easier than Craigslist because it p- just pops up in your feed. But um, mm. yeah, so we've gotten quite a few things. And oh my God, the stroller though. I think my mom will be happy with the stroller we got, but I had I this conversation. <laughs> I know, but I had this conversation with her a, a couple of weeks ago and she was like, you know, you know what you need to get, what you have to get is a pram. A silver cross pram, which you can Google it. It's like from, it's an old fashioned pram that's like $300. They're made in England. It's like what Prince William and Kate used to like roll their babies from their Range Rover up to church and do photo ops. Mm -hmm. So impractical. So expensive. They don't fold up. No. They don't like store. You can only have it in that one position. Yeah. The baby's lying down in that. They're it. super expensive. I mean, honestly, every fucking stroller out there is expensive. Holy crap. This is like a new. We have vowed to not buy anything brand new because everything is like 600 bucks. Yeah. Well, car seat. Car seat will buy new. Yeah. That's like the only thing just because of us like for safety measures. Yeah. And so I was trying to explain this to my mom. I'm like, mom. I realized that this is like a dream of hers because she also wanted my brother when he had his daughter to also have this pram. She has this idea. And she's also from Scotland and she's older. So I think that that's, um, that was the kind like of stroller that you had too. when she was younger. It was yeah. like, yeah, a status symbol. And I'm trying to explain to her how impractical it is and how... Well, your first question was, can I fold it up and put it in my car? Yeah, she's like, no. Well, I'm then like, how the fuck am I going to get it from the West End where we live to East vancouver where you live yeah so i was like mom if you really really want one you buy one and keep it at your house and then i'll bring the baby over and we could go for a walk together because i didn't want to like crush her dreams your um, mom doesn't even go for walks no i know it would <laughs> like, be well and then was, beyond that if she's keeping it in her house she smokes inside so that baby won't be going anywhere near something that ke- is kept in your mom's house yeah so. it's not gonna happen that's it's, the thing i know i know and she came home and she was like my mom now demands that she has approval on any yeah she's we like buy. well maybe it is impractical but i want i want to be able to approve it because you know the baby needs to be able to see you and all f- strollers now are forward facing and 
blah 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 on the show we're like, like no. first of all like where did you do your research because you don't know what you're talking about strollers these days do like eight thousand different things yeah they like get you pregnant and then also allow you to like carry your baby around they, and like, like do your grocery shopping and like clean your house yeah <laughs> they're uh-huh. like ridiculous i was so surprised so we found this one on craigslist and it was it's awesome we got it for 160 bucks and it's the uh iq targo by targo if you're familiar with it no by iq it's the brand is iq and then targo's the type of stroller all right, whatever. <laughs> anyway, we got this thing, and it comes with like a bassinet, which means the baby will face comes you. Comes with a pram. But you can also have the regular seat that lays all the way back. You can turn it around. You can tilt it up. You can tilt it down. You can like adjust the height. You can make it into a car, like a uh, like you can adjust it the height wise so that you can have it um, like a high chair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fantastic. I was so so excited about it. Yeah. So I think she'll like that because it does have a pram. Add. But again, that's not why we did it. No, it was just like a nice <laughs> bonus. Anyway, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to her about it, so we'll have to see how that goes. Mm. If it's mom approved, mom I'm cut. Ca- I am like worried about like our baby shower and her presence. I guess that's something that we'll have to we'll have to cross that bridge when it comes to it. I know it's funny because I, people keep asking like, "Are you having a baby shower?" I'm like, "I guess so." Doesn't like, am I supposed to? I feel like I should be planning it because that's kind of like I we like to plan events. That's sort of a thing that we like to do. So I feel like I should be doing it, but then I'm like, is that, but is that something that our friends do? Or like, should my mom be doing like, well, who does that? Mm-hmm. And nobody's really like stepped up and said, I'm going to do it. So I'm like, I don't know. My sister actually asked if, if it was happening. And I was like, I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah. But she really wants to throw a baby shower when you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Cause your baby's more important. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think she just doesn't want to step on any toes, you know? No, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but honestly, I think if if everybody wants to throw us one, we can have four baby showers. That's fine. I think our we baby gonna- shower is going to be huge, though, because the thing is, mm. if you were talking about a male-female couple, it's going to be just the women's friends most of the time, because guys are like, well, I don't want to go to baby showers. And family. And family. And in-laws. Yeah, but it's going to be the only the females, generally. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's generally what it is ours like we have majority female friends and both of our friends like both friends on your side and my side are going to want to come so i'm already thinking about the people that we would invite and it's going to be fucking huge it's going to be like our wedding well then you have like one (laughs) like a wedding that's ridiculous then we can have like one with our friends we can have one with family we can have one with like work people you can do it however you want yeah i guess so i mean i feel like your work will probably do like a little thing maybe at work before you go off mat leave or something Maybe. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of exciting. So we actually talked about like doing a baby registry just for fun. And then even though I'm like refusing to buy anything new, I'm like other people can <laughs> if they want to. Yeah, I think that we're going to get the big stuff out of the way and then people can buy us other things like clothes. The only and- two things that I think we might need to get new are the stroll or the car seat just because I feel like that's safer. And I I mean, I'm sure we could buy us a, a car. You just never know unless it's somebody you know that you're buying it from, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then the Andrew really, really wants to get um, a glider. Which I want I a glider so bad. But I refuse to have one that's hideous. So I don't want one that actually looks like a glider. You know, the ones like the wood frames, and you can see everything underneath. I don't like those ones. So we're hoping to get like the ones that they have at Babies Are Us, which are like a big, nice, comfy, plush, kind of overstuffed looking chair that's also a glider. But they don't ever go on sale on Craigslist. I've been looking. So I think we might have to get that one new, which is, you know, maybe people want to chip in for it for the baby shower. Maybe. 
So there's a here's a like advicey thing. Everybody seems to ask, "Are you going to do cloth diapers? <laughs> are you, you going to do cloth diapers? Cloth diapering is the best. I love cloth diapering. Cloth diapering is the next it's thing the to godliness." <laughs> <laughs> and every time I feel like I have to justify it because I actually really do want to do cloth diapers, but it's not cost effective for us. We don't have in sweet laundry, and now that we have we have friends who use cloth diapers, and the amount of washing you have to do with them is extensive. So for somebody who's paying for every load, we're like, it's going to be. 775 or more per load and you have to do like at least two a week on top of all of your other laundry we're like that's just not gonna work i think you have to wash them right away you can't leave a pee poo diaper sitting for three days that's disgusting no you can really yeah how you think that people would be wash so gross it? you think people that use cloth diapers are literally washing it the minute it comes off their kid no but the same day it's called i've tried to explain this to you it's called a diaper genie do you know what it Not is? Not for cloth, cloth diapers. Yes, though. they have things for cloth diapers. They no, have bags that seal. He has ammonia in it, which starts to like erode. I know. So you need to, yeah, you rinse it. You're you not going to. Okay. It doesn't, A, A, it doesn't matter because we're not going to use them. <laughs> and B, you're not, you don't know what you're talking about. You're, you would leave a shit covered pee diaper for three just days. Just ask. Ask who? Our friends who use them. They I don't did, wash I them ever. I swear every- they said that they have to do, you have to do them the same day. Well, even if that were the case, then then we'd be doing laundry every day. That's what I mean. Which is unrealistic. So, no, we're not going to use cloth diapers. I'm sorry to the earth, but it's just not going to be cost effective for us. Sorry, polar bear. If we have in-suite laundry, we will absolutely do them. Um, I think. Yeah, so maybe we'll move and then we could switch. We're not moving anytime soon. No, but I wish people, we had That's another laundry. thing. A lot of people ask, are you going to stay in your apartment? I'm like, yes. If you've been to it, you know it's big. It's like, awesome. Tons of space. A baby's only this big a baby small like it's we can fit three more people in our apartment easily i think yeah we do have quite a large apartment it's awesome yeah, and so we're not going to give up our apartment because no matter where else we move it's going to be smaller, smaller. Yeah. unless we move to like the boons and like by the boons we mean like mission yeah and then and we will get like hate gang raped well i don't know if that's entirely true but maybe wouldn't feel as comfortable <laughs> <laughs> that's a little extreme but like yeah it's so no yeah we are planning on staying in our apartment in downtown Vancouver. Ooh, scary. Everyone seems to think it's like impossible to raise a kid there. Like, well, if I already am managing to survive there with the crazy high cost of living, I don't see why I couldn't keep that up. I still kind of feel like I'm this whole getting pregnant thing still feels kind of surreal. And when we go to like the midwife and we get like talk to our doula and they have all these questions, I just, I feel like I'm faking it. You know, it's (laughs) like that same feeling that you have that I guess I still kind of have when um, you like have to go and do something really adult or grown up and you're like, but I'm still like a teenager. Or I'm a kid. I mean, like when we went to get our marriage license. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like, is this is this what it means to be adult? I don't feel like an adult. And at this point, people are like, you can do this in a mom. And I'm like, I don't know. Am I? Am I really? Teenagers pregnant? have babies, Ange. Come on. I know, but I don't know. I feel, I don't know. Is this what you're supposed to feel like? I feel. I don't think you're supposed to feel like anything. I think you just feel what you feel. It does seem like you have not accepted that this is happening as much as I have, which seems weird because it's in your body. I have accepted that it's happening, but I don't, I guess maybe I was expecting some sort of like big shift in my thinking or some sort of like. Are you just going to like instantly feel like a mom? Yeah. And be like, this is what I want. And this, and I do have ideas about what I want and things like that. But when I get asked all these questions about like, the birth and what you want and what you need and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like going through the day. Speaking about the birth, holy judgment, Dinah. (laughs) I feel like 
we have really put a lot of effort and time and thought into how, what kind of a birth we would like to have. And for us, what seems the like the best choice is a home birth. And wow, people have opinions about that. Yes, they do. The, th- the first thing everyone seems to say is like, it's not safe. I'm like, that's not true. Do some research. It's actually, it's actually safer. So if you say that to me, I'm instantly going to think that you're not well-educated um, on that subject. With, with a low-risk pregnancy. Yeah, but you're not going to do a home birth if you have a high-risk pregnancy because it's not indicated, which a midwife is easily able to figure out. Yeah. Um, we obviously know that there's no guarantees that what we want is not necessarily going to happen because we can't control birth. But what our doula has, our doula's line, which I really like, is we're just planning to stay home as long as possible. If that's for the whole thing, that's fantastic. If not, we'll deal with it. Yeah, I did read something the other day that was kind of like, hmm, and I want to look into it more. I sort of ended up on this. It was called the skeptical OB. And some of the things I really agreed with and other things I didn't agree with in that it's like pretty anti-home birth, but it was like good because I wanted to read that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think if you are looking into things, don't just look up things that are on your side. You need to be able to read the criticisms as well and then decide. Yeah, because the criticism, like there's going to be a con for every pro of anything you're trying to do. And if you look at what the cons are versus the pros, you have to look at both sides to weigh it and say what's what's more important to us. And for us, like being home, I mean, Ange is like we've talked about it she's more of an anxious person and being home is a very big comfort to her and i think that in a situation like this that's totally new it's kind of it's it's scary it's painful it's you know stressful that being in a nice calming environment would be the best thing for you and honestly like hospitals are not relaxing no so i read somewhere because i do want to try um a water birth because i find water really calming when i'm in pain when i get like cramps or whatever um, and then on this skeptical OB website that I was reading, it was saying that the whole concept that babies don't take a breath until they're out of the water is like a complete myth. And that's not true. And like, it does happen where babies will aspirate when mm-hmm. you're having a water birth, because that's what they do when they get born. The first thing is like, they take water and usually it, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen because the baby's like scooped up fast enough, but well, on occasion, it does happen because yeah. it's not this magical thing where babies just suddenly know that they're in the water. And they do have the diving reflex, but what they say is um, the stress and everything of the birth, their reflexes aren't really on par at that moment. Mm-hmm. So some of them will but get, will be born and will try and breathe in as soon as they get out. Any of the stuff that I've heard or been told or... or read about home birth doesn't say like have a water birth because then your baby can swim for a while before you pull it out (laughs) everyone everything uh, every rationale i've heard for it is like it's it feels better well there it was attached to a video which um was actually taken down off youtube but where the mom left the baby underwater for like three minutes well that's dumb yeah the, everything I've ever, every home birth video I've seen, they just take the baby out and put them on their chest right away. That's what, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. But I'm wondering, you know, sometimes the head comes out and then they wait for the next contraction mm-hmm. and then push the baby out. Like, is it going to try and breathe at that point? Like, these are things that I want to know, I guess. But the other thing too, is that like people freak about, freak out about babies aspirating. Midwives are trained to deal with that. They're totally capable of dealing with that. Yeah, but it's still scary. And even now, they've done, based on all the research, the recent research that has been done on meconium, because that was always a big scary thing, that if, like, I know that 
seeing meconium could be a sign that the baby's in distress. It's also could just be a sign that the baby's ready to come out. But um, that everyone freaked out about like once you see meconium, you have to go to the hospital because the baby could aspirate it. Now they've done research to find out that that's actually not necessary anymore, that the baby generally just like coughs and sorts it out themselves because the baby's lungs are like newly developing or like newly being used and they they generally get fluid in there anyway just from birth from amniotic fluid from all of that yeah but they're supposed to get the amniotic fluid they're not supposed to get like tap water from a hose or well first of all it's a sterile you you know no i mean not in a water birth it's just water but the other thing about like a birthing pool is that you don't actually have to use it you can use it just for contractions and then decide like i don't want to actually have the baby come out in the water yeah and you know give birth but it it's like a i think it makes so much sense for you because every time you're in pain when you're having really horrendous cramp pain you get in the bath yeah yeah and if there's something that's like you know pretty easy to do to like reduce your pain level and make you more comfortable then do it one thing i will not do is get in that bath (laughs) not getting i was gonna ask you no no don't want if you demand it if you're like this is the only way i'm gonna be happy and like somehow that's the only way you're comfortable i would do it but i'm not gonna like be like it's important to me to be in there no i think it would bother me if you were you'd just be in the way i mean it's hard to know exactly what we're gonna want but i it's not something that i want (laughs) i want everyone in there with me i want the cats you i want a good book gross a hair dryer (laughs) (laughs) and people are also really judgmental about names but when they're trying not to be it's funny because mm-hmm. you can just tell by because you'll be like oh this name this name and they'll be like oh that's cute that's nice and then you'll be like or this name and they'll be like oh and it's judgment by omission mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. so i haven't been telling i've been telling people a lot of our middle names mm. as potentials but i haven't actually said one of our names because i feel like a lot of people are have judgmental reactions to it mm-hmm. and i I'm not interested in that. Yeah. The thing is, you can, there's not one name out there that you could pick and not have somebody in your life be like, oh, I don't like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then you, it doesn't matter in the end because you meet the kid and you're like, you could be named like Gravel Pit Starburst. Garbage-faced and I still love you. And you're going to either like the kid or not. You're not going to be like, I don't like you because your name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe we shouldn't tell people our names, but... Well, it's too late. It's like everyone knows. I know. It's already out there. We're not... I don't know if you've noticed as our listeners, but we're not really good at keeping stuff to ourselves. Yeah. It's yeah. not really our thing. We're very... We're like, like, people are judgmental, but we can't shut our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> we keep giving them more fodder <laughs> and then complain because they're we'll judging us. And record it and put it out for more people in the and world. And then complain more about them judging us. <laughs> but I think... Honestly, I feel like we're kind of settling into a better groove. We're getting better with feeding you properly. And we're, you know, I like, we use the Palmer's lotion that um, our friend gave us. And I rub you down at night. And yeah, I I don't know. It's just, I feel like, and we go to bed early now, which is like amazing. Yeah. Except Jackie has been (laughs) snoring and like eating her own snores. It's like, (laughs) it's this weird new snoring thing fucking spring bitch it's not my fault it's the allergies but i want to murder you and the deviated septum yeah you're way less patient with me i wish that they indicated on the donor list whether or not he snored because if you guys both snore i'm just gonna like jump off a bridge or you'll just deal with it because you already deal with it 
with me. I had to leave and go sleep in the other room. I just that's sleep because in you room. tried to wake me up. And like normally she wakes me up when I'm snoring and that's fine. I can fall back asleep. It's not usually a problem. But she literally tried to wake me up when I had four hours to sleep before going to my mom's 60th birthday celebration. And I was like, I literally I was like, don't wake me up. <laughs> and then I woke up and she wasn't in bed anymore. I was like, hmm. she went and slept in the spare room. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, do what you got to do. Uh, we've also decided that we're going to not co-sleep co-sleep but we're gonna have a co-sleeper so the baby's like attached to the bed but not directly in the bed yeah just like a jolly jumper hanging off the side yeah that's safe right (laughs) (laughs) no our friend's gonna lend us her co-sleeper because i don't want to not be in bed it's apparently not safe for both parents to be in the bed with the baby when you're co-sleeping and i don't want to be kicked out of the room and Ange doesn't want that either right 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 well, it depends on how your snoring goes. <laughs> but it would be, I think it's just easier to have the baby kind of super accessible. So we're going to try that. I mean, uh, we also are acknowledging that like every baby sleeps differently and maybe that won't work for our baby or maybe it won't work for us. But that's what we're going to try. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see much of a difference between the baby being like in its own little bed, but still within like a foot of my face mm-hmm. versus it being in the bed with me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a safer option and I am such a bad sleeper mm-hmm. and I have to have like my pillow in the right spot in this and this blanket and tuck this here and do all this shit that if I, cause apparently what you have to do is like get rid of all the pillows, get rid of all the blankets, have one loose sheet only up to half of your body yeah. and have the baby like in the middle of the bed and you sleep on the edge and like, yeah. I just feel like I wouldn't sleep and then I would be grumpy and then I would be like snappy and yeah. it wouldn't be good for anybody. So yeah, I don't think that kind of co-sleeping like the traditional sense, I guess is going to work for us. So we're not going to do it. Yeah. And, and maybe it'll be good for like judge away napping. people judge away. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you or ask us, I guess what looking forward, what are like three things that you did as like a kid or a teenager or even like, early adulthood that you really don't want your kid to do our kid to do our kids there's not really anything because i was perfect that's not no i wasn't a very bad kid like there's not a lot of stuff i did i think just i never even snuck out like i i don't um, you're such a goody two shoes is it because your parents listen jackie used to do heroin (laughs) she did she did heroin she smoked she chased the dragon yeah she went for the down well i could say i guess but i mean even this wasn't bad it was just stupid when i was like i think i was like 10 ish that'd be super cool to smoke so my friends and i would get tea and we would roll it up in paper and smoke it in the woods but is that really something that you're like, I hope my kid doesn't do that? No, because I want them to do it. Because I can be like, <laughs> I did it too. It's so stupid. It you're an idiot. Yeah. Um. Well, what about smoking? You smoked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want my kids to smoke. It's just stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I, f- I hope it's like less prevalent, but I don't really know. It is less prevalent, but now our kids are going to vape. Oh, God. That's even worse. I know. It's like, okay, well, What's the at point? least be cool and smoke real cigarettes, motherfuckers. Like you may as well just suck your thumb if you're going to vape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about that? Yeah. I sucked my thumb for way too long when I was a kid. So I hope our kids don't do that. Until really when? Did, uh, I don't really want to say. 14. No. <laughs> 17. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jackie's sucking her thumb right now. <laughs> no. I think I was probably into double digits when i stopped smoking smoking (laughs) oh boy 
Uh. No. So I think I I think I stopped sucking my thumb when I was about ten, which is pretty embarrassing. Maybe maybe a little younger, but it was like very close to ten. And the reason I finally stopped sucking my thumb, and like my parents tried everything, they would paint that horrible "stop sucking your thumb" stuff on my. Aww. thumb which was like super bitter and awful but you, you just sit have there to, like, like crying while they were painting your thumb i don't really remember that being traumatic but i just would like suck it off Ew. and then keep but it was like it took forever i would like have my thumb in my mouth for so long before it would stop being bitter and then it would like go away. this is why you can eat disgusting food i think whenever i'm like ew this is gross it's bitter and you're like no i love it, it reminds <laughs> me of my thumb maybe i do have a high tolerance <laughs> for bitter food i don't know and like, but for me, my thumb sucking was like very tied to my blankie. So once we went to, I remember this so clearly. This is like one of like the most like seminal like childhood memories for me is that we were visiting my aunt and uncle and my cousins on the island and my parents, I'm sure intentionally left my blankie with my cousin Aww. and they were like, oh, Diana really likes it. And I was like, okay. They were like, can she keep it? And I was like, okay <laughs> and that was it i was like my blankie's gone there's no reason to suck my thumb <laughs> so yeah i actually just teared Aww. up thinking about how sad I was. <laughs> oh my god so yeah no i actually really hope our kids don't suck their th- thumbs because it really fucks your bite up so i never i have I an open bite it's not bad but i wasn't a thumb sucker i know you had no comfort whatsoever <laughs> Uh, and I wasn't like attached to any objects. <laughs> I don't remember what oh, kind man. of things I liked. Another thing that I hope our kids don't do. I mean, this is going to sound really stupid, but I hope they don't f- like fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I hope they aren't like whiny. Uh, I think I was pretty whiny. Like in what Mom, sense? Matt did this. Mom, Jackie, Daddy did this. Like I think I was like a big whiner. You were like a tattletale. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh. it's because I also got picked on by my brother and my sister. So I mean, I I don't think that I was necessarily wrong for it, but it I it was. I'm sure everybody didn't like it. <laughs> so <laughs> did I your siblings make fun of you for sucking your thumb? I don't think so. I don't remember it. Okay, that's nice of them. I don't think it was a big deal to everyone else. I think my parents didn't want me to suck my thumb anymore because obviously I was getting way too old to be sucking my <laughs> thumb. I only, I honestly don't remember exactly how old I was. I must have been maybe like eight or nine. Maybe not quite ten. Hmm. But yeah. Um, so that wasn't that wasn't my best feature. Well, I mean, I, I did what most kids do when they're older. Like I, I drank when I shouldn't have because I was too young. And like, do I want my kid trying alcohol when they're... 12 not really but it's gonna happen 12 is a bit early i think it's not that early i feel like i didn't start you aren't normal though so you can't really (laughs) but you think that given my circumstances that i would have been like drugs and drinking now and when i was 10 yeah but you saw like only the negative side of drugs and alcohol yeah whereas my parents would drink and it was a party and it was fun and they were hanging out with their friends and it was like there was a positive association yeah <laughs> right so yeah. i was interested in it because and also my i had an older sister who drank i mean also europe like you older brothers were all addicts <laughs> so i think i didn't recognize that they were until later though really yeah no because back then when i was younger they were like f- really functional anyway so how about you what are things that you did that you don't want well smoking yeah i think that you could definitely do without smoking 
one thing that I did when I was young, which is so bad, but I feel like it was safer then, was meet up with strangers off the internet. Oh, God. Um, or how about your, like, excursion walking to the mall when you were, like, five? Yeah, but that wasn't a... That was, like, a six-year-old brain making a choice like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on an adventure. Be back later, Mom. Yeah, I wrote my mom this, like, letter in crayons, at, and I think I left... At like six in the morning, me and my friend had a sleepover and I was, we were like, let's go on an adventure. Let's go to the mall. So far away, like kilometers and kilometers. We walked there and it was so early that by the time we got there, it wasn't open. Mm -hmm. Just the two of us. We went to a McDonald's and we ate ketchup packets. (laughs) And I think we bought some candy. I think I had some change. And then we got like a couple blocks back towards my house and... I don't know if we called home. I feel like we called the police. I think I just was like, we're done now. Let's like have someone come get us. And it had been hours and my mom had called the police because we were basically missing. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brothers had driven down from Vancouver because I was living in the States at this time. And everyone was just in a full on panic. Do you remember like the moment that they like reunited you with your family? I remember only being surprised that my brothers were there. But I don't remember my mom being like, oh, you're back or anything like that. But I do remember making the phone call and being relieved. And then I remember six year like, hi, police. I'm at the mall. I went here with my friend and I don't know how to get home. We knew how to get home because we got there. It was just it was uh, we were just tired and like lazy. And we like there was a lazy, I think, just like beyond your capability. There was like this sewer ditch thing, which is so gross next to the mall. And if you live in in Vancouver, I'm talking about Bellis Fair. We walked to Bellis Fair in Bellingham. Obviously not from Vancouver, but we lived in Bellingham at the time. There's this like ditch next to the the mall. And we were like in it. So we were like wet. We were like Why playing were in, in it. In I don't know because we were six <laughs> and we weren't like thinking and mm-hmm. oh my God. And I think we were hungry, whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't want my kid to do that, but I don't think that that's a proper decision. But yeah, meeting up with strangers off the internet. I did that a lot. That was actually my first boyfriend when I was 14. But that's also like, that was also happening kind of before people even, it was even on people's radar that that was a scary thing. Now it's like very, very, I think they talk about it in school even, like that's scary, that's dangerous. If you're going to meet somebody, do it in a public place. Make sure there are other people around. Make sure you tell someone where you're going. Don't do it when you're 14 because that's stupid and you make bad choices anyway. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it was, it was something that I was aware of was sketchy, Mm. but I would like, what I would do is I would like schedule a meetup and then I would like often just go and see if the person I was always meeting up with guys, if the person was there and I would like walk by and see if they were who they said they were. Like if they said like, oh, I'm like, you know, an 18 year old guy. Because you couldn't send pictures back then, could you? You could, but it just it wasn't as much of a thing. Anyway, and then if they were who they said they were, then I would like go and talk to them. And often wouldn't make plans for the first meeting. It would just be like, we'll meet up and like chat and then I'll go. So yeah, my first boyfriend when I was 14 was 18 and I met him online. If our kid dates an 18 year old and they're 14, that will be the end of their social life. <laughs> That's so, not happening. Yeah. That's maybe, so gross. Maybe I can't not get that. over how gross that is. An 18 year old and a 14 year old, it's disgusting. You're way too like developmentally, mentally, emotionally, maturity level. It's so fucking gross and weird for an 18 year old guy to want to be with a 14 year old girl it's super weird to me yeah. i don't like it i wonder if i was more mature than regular 14 year olds i don't know i can't tell you were less of a child probably 
Probably, but at the same time, but that's I was still, still developmentally. You're still probably looking like a twelve year old, even because yeah. you look like you're twelve now and you're thirty two. <laughs> so, but he never really like super pressured me for sex. Like I, looking back on it, I could see he was going that way, but he wasn't like, "Come on, let's fuck," like, like giving me a hard time. He was yeah. always really like patient, and it still doesn't mean it's a like good guy. Yeah, I don't know. He I was. I mean, I'm glad he didn't do that to you, but you. Yeah. It's just ew. Yeah. Ew. Ew. And then what would be my third one? Meeting up with people they internet smoking. Fighting people on the basketball court, maybe? No, that was awesome. No, you were so aggressive. Yeah, it was awesome. It's what sports are for. Oh, you know what? I, uh, I, okay, I came up with another one. Bullying. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. bullied and I was a bully. Yeah, me yeah, too. I wasn't nice to everybody in elementary school. Yeah, there was like, yeah, we're so, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. There's like certain people that we'd be like, meh. You like Hanson, you're dumb, and you're a guy with long hair, you're gay, you are Hanson. A lot of handsome references when we're younger. <laughs> yeah, bullying. I want our kid to be one of those kids that like sticks up for other children on the playground when mm-hmm. they're getting made fun of. Yeah. I really want that. And I want our kid to be like confident enough that they know that when people say shitty things that they're like, um, that's not really about me, that's about you and mm-hmm. your issues and Yeah. We have lofty goals for our kids. I know. They but <laughs> damn Mm -hmm. it's okay though i think that's what makes you better when you're being raised by people is that they have expectations of you yeah if you don't have any expectations then you basically aren't trying for anything there's no motivation yeah it's just trying to figure out how to create that human that isn't like a super stressful pressure-filled environment either yeah so that they have the like ability to kind of do what makes them happy without or they just sort of like come to it on their own with like a little bit of guidance from you you know where you want them to be a good person, but without being like, we are good people, good character. Let's no, talk about it all day, every day. I think a large part of that is modeling it. You have to be the kind of person you want your kid to be. And I think we are kind of like that already. Yeah, there's a couple things that I want to get rid of, like um, calling people idiots when we're in the car. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to do that. Yeah, that's mostly me. I have road rage issues. I yell at people. They can't hear me, but I yell. And Ange really wants me to stop it. So I don't do it around our baby, which I... Um, so I'm working on it and just name calling ever. We, we already kind of don't do that in our relationship, but I I think other things that have been on our radar now are not talking about bodies like at all. Cause I think if you make it an issue, if you talk about, Oh, like that person's so skinny, that person's so fat, that already puts an emphasis on that being important. And I don't want our kid to grow up with like the body hate issues that we both did. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's just really about like language, mm-hmm. being ca- more careful with our language. And like, yeah, noticing, recognizing that even though a kid might be two and three and maybe not fully understand what you're talking about, they still will hear it mm-hmm. and eventually they'll like make the connection. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you do have to watch what you say around kids. You know what I think is the hardest thing for you is your snarkiness. You got to like tame the snark. What's snarkiness? You know what I mean. Do I? Yeah. Even what? if you're talking about like the Duggars or whatever, it's still like coming across as like you judging people. So your snark has to like be tempered and like kept in like away from our kid. <laughs> hmm, that's going to be hard. I also want our kid to be really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, Which I is w- why I don't think that we need to not swear in front of them. I don't think that like, I don't know. Some people are like so worried about swearing in front of their kid. I'm like, so what if they swear? That's how like, that's what Sarah Silverman says was the first thing that got her into comedy was going and swearing in front of adults because they would just laugh. Yeah. And then she was like, oh my God, 
I can be funny. People like mm-hmm. hearing me make jokes and then it like just snowballed from there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because I think you can still... I really appreciate swearing. I like it. I don't think it's a lower form of communication. I think it's a great way of communicating. And if my kid swears, that's fine as long as they know not to do it in front of their grandparents and like at school. Or at someone. There's like a time and place. Yeah. I mean, just because you can swear doesn't mean you can call someone a bitch, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, man, we have a lot to do. (sighs) Yeah. But it's okay. We still have five months. Mm hmm. Jesus Christ. I know. So fast. What's fast? The time is going by so fast. I don't feel like that. I feel like it's crawling. I feel like it's going to be forever before we meet our baby. I cannot get there fast enough. I feel like it's going by. Like, it sounds crazy to be like, we're going to have a baby in five months. Like, how quick is five months? That's really quick. I guess so. I Mm -hmm. guess so. I guess so. Okay, so, again, apologies for the long wait between episodes. We do have another slot booked for the studio so we should get in as long last as time we said that we just didn't go i know i wasn't <laughs> feeling well but i'm really i don't want we've made a commitment to you guys and we recognize that so i don't want to let you down and it's not just to you i mean we all we we all all two of us really are happy to have an audience but it's also for us it's nice to archive sort of how we're feeling and what's going on for us throughout this whole thing i think that's yeah. pretty cool too so it's a commitment to us ourselves as well yeah so we will Get at you next weekish, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Oh, the other thing, quickly, we did announce that we were pregnant on Facebook. We made this really ridiculous video, and if you want to see it, you can go to our Facebook page, which is the Baby Mamas Podcast on Facebook, and watch it. It's and we have to say a big thank you to our friend Lucia because she helped us film it, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> go check it out, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Let's not do the podcast at all. <laughs> The Baby Mama's Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Baby Mama's Podcast. Make sure to like them on Facebook and give them a great review on iTunes. Have a good day.